Can I be honest with you all for a minute? One of my favorite film moments in the last several years was a moment where a character says, I am Iron Man, and then snaps his fingers and completes a narrative arc that is so epic and wonderful. I loved it. And uh, today, we're going to be talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe and Ministry During the Disruption. I'm Steve. Thanks for joining us. Welcome back to the podcast. Joining me in our virtual studio is our senior Cannes Film Festival correspondent, Kyle Lee. Hey, Kyle. Cannes Film Festival. I definitely would have always had dreams of going to like the Sundance Film Festival and watching a bunch of indie films. So we might be diametrically opposed if you are, if, from just from your cold open take. Diametrically opposed foes. Right, exactly, exactly. You're, you're like Captain America and I'm like Thanos or something like that. You know, as long as I'm worthy, that'll be okay. All right, Kyle. All right. I, I have I have already come out and have said I, I really enjoy the Marvel movies, watching with my kids. I've gone to see them with friends in the theater. Just lots of great memories associated with Marvel. Wasn't always a fan. They won me over. Like, at every turn, they have won me over. Now, I will say... The WandaVision thing, I, I, I'm wading into that. I still feel kind of like I'm being pranked. Like, I'm going to get like eight episodes in and my friends are going to be like, yeah, it was never any good. We just want to see how many of those episodes we can get you to watch. <laughs> but but, but here's, here's what I want to ask you. You got a take for us today, right? A take that has to do with Marvel and a take that we can get some insight from Ministry During the Disruption. What's your take? Okay, I think Marvel movies are the worst thing to ever happen to movies. What? Yes, 100%. 100%. Dollars, billions of dollars disagree with you. Exactly. So I do think this is one of those things where, where money goes, right, is diametrically, as we've said before, opposed to what is actually good. So you're saying that the more money something makes, the worse it actually is. I mean... There's some there's some strong evidence for such things as this, where giant mega corporations are exploiting the planet and world, and they get and they exploit more people and more and more and more the more money they make. While like a small town business probably has less capability of doing so. so but you know, so are you saying that the more I get paid as a campus missionary, uh, the less quality my work is? Are you are you actually making an argument against you getting a pay pay raise? No. However, I do think that we have to keep in mind that there's the that it's tough for a rich person to, to get into heaven. So, you know, walking through the eye of the needle, all that stuff, taking that scripture completely out of context. It's great. OK, so <laughs> I, I do think I do think I think I wonder if we could both say this. Titanic made a lot of money. Not my favorite film. Right. Right. All right. So we can say we can say that money is not the, the metric of film quality. What about the number of fans? So many people love the Marvel Cinematic Universe. My 10-year-old loves the Marvel Cinematic Universe. My 4-year-old wears a Spider-Man hat around. Loves Spider-Man. Like like is there something to be said like about things that have fans? So I also think this is one of those unfortunate things that there's a lot of people who will watch these movies, right? 
There's a lot of people, for example, who will also eat at McDonald's, right? I eat, is I McDonald's, eat at McDonald's. My kids yeah, love is McDonald's. Yeah, is McDonald's good for you or good food? Good for you, I don't think that's really debatable. Good, good food is debatable. That's subjective. But I would say, you know, there's higher dining quality out there. And to me, Marvel is like going to McDonald's. It's not even going to like Chipotle or like 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 in and out which are like higher quality fast food restaurants right like that it's like going to mcdonald's or like but maybe even maybe if i even make it a bigger insult maybe it's like going to taco bell right like that that to be what a marvel movie is now it can satisfy your craving for some action for some cool people on screen some superheroes beating each other up with pithy quippy lines that go in place but in terms of like art and like a high wire act. I really, I really don't think Marvel does this well at all anymore. Well, it is. It's an interesting question of: Are you looking for entertainment as a form of leisure, or are you looking for entertainment as a form of thought-provoking uh, formation, cultural engagement? Like, like, what is it that we're doing when we're watching a movie? Right now. Now, I, I think it's totally legitimate to go to a, to a movie space or a media space and just be there to be entertained, right? There's times where we all need that. Um, for me, what requires me being entertained is more of the thought-provoking side of things, so I know I'm biased on this end. However, I, what I do think is a problem is that nowadays, right, in, well, actually, not even nowadays, let's, let's do a time jump, right? Just like as if we've, half of the planet has been wiped out by a snap Right. And suddenly we wake up and it's three years to seven years later. Right. What's going to be on our movie screen? It's going to be Iron Man six. Right. I'm so it's going to so be interested to see if they bring Tony Stark back from the dead or they have someone else be the Iron Man. Right. Iron Man six is going to be out there. We're going to be watching Frozen 27 and Moana two. Right. Like, oh, Frozen do 27 I... and Moana two. Come on, man. Have some more faith in Disney. So. I think that's the road that we're going down. And overall, I will also say, right, I watched Lion King one and a half and Lion King two, and I've watched Mulan two, and I've watched lots of sequels, and in general, sequels suck, right? It's because also they created a self encapsulated movie with a nice little story that doesn't have anywhere else to go, but because of money and because of fans demanding more, they actually go for a second movie or a second amount of content, and they don't have any inspiration or ideas, and it just kind of goes... Empire Strikes Back. Oh, Empire Strikes Back was great. That was also before the current era of movies and money and power and all the craziness that was happening now, right? Now, I mean, if if we're talking about in 1980, I, I think perhaps we could rely on Moana 2, right? But also, I will say, it is pretty clear from the setup of Star Wars, right, that there is more to come from that particular era and, and zone for frozen. I really don't think they had much more to go. And for Moana, I don't think there's much more to go. I think Mulan was a fairly encapsulated story, but it's, Mulan two still exists. I, I like Iron Man six. What's he going to do? Fight another semi semi robotic person who, who can beat him up a little bit. And Tony makes a fancier piece of armor and then beats him. That sounds not that entertaining to I me. Mean, I, I feel like Tony Stark had a character arc. Like he grew as a character, dealt with his post-traumatic stress disorder, 
ended up having a family and wrestling with whether he was going to risk his family or not for the good of humanity and for the possibility of bringing back all of these people who were lost and his willingness to sacrifice himself at the end. I mean, honestly, I'm not a youth pastor, but if I was a youth pastor, like I'd preach that snap over and over and over again. Like I am Jesus Christ. Like, come on, man. (laughs) Oh oh my gosh. Well, like it would be awesome. I, I also think this is one of those things that Marvel is, is smart, right? I, don't, I think it's smart, right? Where there's that person who you go to, with, go to and you, have, you work with them for over and over and over in the office. And you're not, like, against them. Like, you're not, like, oh, they're not the worst person, but they're not your favorite person. But, like, you've been working for them for 10 years. So you're, like, when, they, when something happens to them, you're, like, it matters to you in some way, shape, or form. If, but you don't, like love them you don't hate them i think it's kind of like that we're just we, we just happen to have these people in our lives for 10 years and then one of them dies so we're sad right but it's not not be to me because of this high wire strong act now anyway besides all of that points right even if we have this group of things that reach the people who want the entertainment you like this product right don't come in on my territory where i like these these like movies like Tenet that are like mind benders and super confusing that have all these thought provoking things to say those types of movies are going to get cut out because what's that's a risk. It's a financial risk to make this movie, right? And what's not a financial risk? Throwing Captain America up there for the 17th time for him to beat up the random villain who we don't remember the name of two years later because the villains are not that interesting. But you've proved, you've proved too much there because Tenet did get made. Right. I think it is made. I think, as I said, in that seven-year future, I don't think Tenet gets made anymore. I think we're getting, we're on this decline because of Marvel, Marvel movies being so successful that we're never going to get these types of movies again. But we've had blockbusters for a long, long time, and sequels and sequels and sequels for a long, long time. I mean, we talk about Star Wars. Like, they've made 12 of those movies at this point. Um, yeah, they should not have made 12 of them either, but yes. <laughs> well, okay, but like, this is not a new phenomenon, right? This thing that you're talking about. And yet, these art films, these boutique films keep getting made. And um, even even the, the non-franchise blockbusters like Tenet keep getting made. You know, like, th- that was not a small budget film. It was not a small budget film. Yeah, they crashed an airplane into an airport. That was pretty great. That's like spoiler alert if you haven't watched that movie already. But I think regardless of where we come on to this side, I do think if we're going to pivot towards the campus ministry side of things, because we could probably debate about this all day, right? I, I love that we get to have conversations like these. I mean, hey, yeah. Where, you know, where we can disagree, be friends, and like just grin out our ears on this like people can't see how much fun we're having with this right also i have to run away from that initial point about money and power so that i can eventually do get a pay raise but we'll talk about that later on air you and me both let's hope maureen doesn't (laughs) listen to this yeah (laughs) so anyway i think to, to move towards something that's more practical right i think what marvel movies do often is i think it's going to make it harder for regular random movies to hold up in, in the market and be profitable and therefore be able to get made and for people to watch them, right? And I think that's also sort of the case for us in campus ministry when we're online in the midst of a disruption, right? 
Like, can we, as InterVarsity, compete with a Marvel movie? No. We can't. We don't have a multi-billion dollar company doing it with a hundred, like $400 million budget to make a movie. We don't, right? We can't even make The Mandalorian, which is like that, with that crazy billion dollar screen setup that they have where none of those scenes are filmed like in location. They're just filmed with a giant TV screen behind them. We can't do that either. So what do we do instead, right? How We don't have the time, skill, and budget to stand out and get out to the masses. So what do we do Instead, and I think to me, that's a really big lesson to draw away from all of this. How do we do this? Well, and I, I think there is a temptation in a disruption like this to try to imitate the biggest, shiniest thing you see instead of to say, I'm going to authentically be me. I'm going I'm right. to go ahead and put what God gave me out into the world and lean into my particular strengths. And I watched a lot of people over the last year live stream stuff that the only people who would watch that are people who love the person who live streamed it. And so it's incredibly valuable to live stream your sermon. If you have relationships with people who love you and care about you, you know, otherwise you do, Go send them to listen to Kathy Kong or someone, you know, like go send them to mm-hmm. like Caroline Lancaster preaches, like Sandra Van Opsel preaches, like why would someone listen to me if they don't know me, right? To have that humility to say I'm not Marvel is really hard. And in order to carry that humility without being crushed by it, we need to be able to say, but I am still special. God has still made me special. Right. To move it back to movies for just a second, this reminds me of Warner Brothers and DC, right? Wonder Woman 84 was, oh, it was, I thought it was horrible, right? And I think the Justice League movie and all of those DC movies are trying to be edgier Marvel movies, right? And I think they're failing spectacularly because what makes DC good is not what makes Marvel good, Right. And I think they need to completely pivot, but they don't have enough like self-awareness or like humility to say, we can't do that. We have to do something completely different. Well, and right? they had such a big success with the Batman series, right? I mean, yep. With those, those artists, with those artists, like Christopher, Christopher Nolan, Nolan, speaking of yeah, Big blockbuster, like big budget films. You know, I've been following a story. I don't know if you've uh, been following this at all or not. The story of um, the making of this film, Minari. Yes, yes, yes. And um, mm-hmm. I, I've listened to some podcasts where the author, where the the authors, the writer and the director are talking about the process of creating it. You know, it's made by by people who who worship Jesus as their savior and lord. It's it's not a Christian mm-hmm. film in that like there are like crosses everywhere, but it's it's a film made by Christians and is um, a film that is from a Korean American perspective from an immigrant perspective and and while it's available to a much broader audience is particularly for a a korean korean american audience and uh the film is very successful yeah i mean it it just got it just want to go to glow it's not successful in the same ways that marvel is successful but it, it's found an audience and it's thriving and is having an impact in people's lives and people feel seen and represented and are learning about communities that are not their own. And it, it reminds me of this concept 
in marketing world called the long tail. Have you ever heard this before, Kyle? Uh, I think we've maybe briefly talked about this, but mostly now I'm thinking about animals with long tails. So you better explain it to me. <laughs> so the, the long tails, it's kind of classic marketing concept. We'll put a link to the article in the show notes. Uh, Chris Anderson wrote about it in Wired Magazine back in the early 2000s, maybe late 90s. I, I don't know when it came out. But the idea is that in in this current day and age, in our online world, in our connected world, that the success in the market doesn't require you to be the biggest or the wealthiest, that actually there's a lot of room in the corners, in the niches. You could be number one or number two in the market, but you actually can thrive as number 10,000 in the market. Uh, that if you if you have an audience that's for you um, and and who your materials, your resources, your ministry, to apply this to ministry, your ministry is for, you can continue to have a very significant impact. You just need to accept, I'm not working for the, the mass market. I'm working for this particular corner of the market. Right, right. And I think, I think so to speak, but going back to like Tenet, for example, I do think that's why Tenet will, is and will be successful. And I do think actually some of these movies will be made because for somebody like me, who is a very particular part of the market, who wants this thought-provoking mind bender, right? That movie's going to get made because I love it, Right. Um, the another example, wait, even within the Marvel universe, was Black Panther was incredibly targeted, right? It ha- and it was made with a bl- the black director, black cast, except for like randomly the dude from The Hobbit, and like pretty much it was just like this is like for a group of people. Now it had mass appeal; everybody liked it, right? And it even but but that kind of for a group of people has led even a big company like Marvel to create stuff that's that's not on the main t- stream part like the number one number two thing that's probably going to be Avengers for them for a long long time but they hit the tail at a key point and it actually brought more people in to the big stuff and they're now they're doing that with the Shang Chi movie and they're probably going to do that more with like probably Kamel Khan down the road for for, for other, and other types of heroes who are more who hit more niche markets and I think that's great. Um, and I think that is a strategy that we can adopt to hit the, the group that we are for. But I also think what a lesson from that, right, is the people who made Minari, the people who made Black Panther, the people who made like Tenet even are people who are in that world and love what, love the thing that they are for, right? And they're not trying to like, it's not like Minari people are trying to, the people who made Minari are trying to make Black Panther. Actually, that would be really bad, right? It's not like Black Panther's trying to make Minari. They're trying to make, Black Panther's trying to make Black Panther and Minari's trying to make Minari. And I think that's another key takeaway as well. Yeah, yeah. To understand that we're in a world where that scarcity mindset that says there's only so much of the pie to go around, that that's not actually the world we exist in anymore. So it might have used to have been the case where if Marvel is sucking up all of the dollars, there's not enough room for Tenet or Minari. That's just not true anymore. There's not enough room for a mediocre Tenet or a mediocre Minari. Those those um, longer tail products have to be excellent. Those ministries have to really hit their target well in order to be effective. They can't be mediocre and survive, but uh, there is room for everyone. 
Yeah, I think that's the other call too. You're right. I think if if we have excellence, excellence, then there's always going to be an audience for excellence. If you if you do the right, do it for the right group of people. Yeah. Well, hey, with that in mind, we recognize that ministry during the disruption, this podcast is not for everyone, but it is for you. We have heard from some of you. We care about you. We are connected with you. We're following you on social media. Thanks for all the people who are following us at Ministry During the Disruption on Instagram. We want this product, this podcast, to be useful for you. And we could use your help. Go ahead and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app, and leave us a rating or a review. Let us know what you like. Let us know what's helpful. And even better yet, send us a direct message via Instagram and let us know what you would like us to dig into that would be useful for you and helpful for you. Every week, I'm having conversations with people all across the campus ministry landscape, and I'm learning what people are doing, what they're struggling with, and I'm trying to tailor our content to what would be useful for people doing campus ministry during the disruption. Hey, we care about you. Thanks for listening to us. We are so incredibly grateful. Thanks for joining us for the podcast, and we'll see you next week.